This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Took place in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, including the news that Malcolm Stewart will return to Team Moto Concepts in 2020. And I don't know that, Tony, is there anybody that's earned a. Uh, uh, a spot on a race team uh, without expecting it, I think, um, than, than, than Malcolm Stewart? Yeah, that's a good point. I think um, he is a good fit for that team. They seem to gel very well, very with, well. With, the, with Mike and Tony and everybody. And, you know, that team really has come a long ways. They've got a lot of respect. I know Honda's heavily invested in their program now. And, uh, you know, with Justin Brayton kind of being their their lead guy, uh, he's a solid top 10 guy in Supercross, which is a big deal. And, you know, even even though Brayton missed some rounds with his knee injury uh, from the, the crash with, with Chad Reed and them, he still, still finished he still finished 10th in the points. It's very wow. respectable. And and so Justin said that it's next year is his last year. Nah, I don't believe it. Yeah, he's done. He's, he's, you think so? Yeah, I mean, I was in my tractor the other day talking to him, and he called about the race that we're doing next weekend, and – he uh, he's like, we're talking about the Justin Brayton shootout. Mm-hmm. Okay, where he's very matter of fact that he's he's got one more year left, and you know I, I pray that he's he's healthy when he retires and he can do it on his own terms. And something to be said about being the oldest guy in Supercross. Right on, you know he's got kids. And still, right? And I listened to last Saturday's show, by the way, and we talked to Justin Brayton, and you mentioned uh, that he is the oldest guy in uh, uh, Supercross, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and he didn't take offense to that, you know. If if I'm the oldest guy, chances are I might take offense to that. But you you well, did it in the it right means way. He's the one who's hung on the longest. Uh, t- it's going to be it's Chad just, Reed if he goes, right, Tony? <laughs> I mean, if Brady, it goes, yeah, the odds on favorite Reed is Chad continues. Reed. <laughs> All right, Cameron McAdoo, let's continue. Uh, Cameron, Cameron McAdoo had an outstanding weekend. Also, uh, Joey Savacci and uh, uh, Marchbanks, by the way, named uh, uh, the Rookies of the Year, 2019 Rookies of the Year, which can do one of two things. It can either spell what the future looks like, right, or it can tell you that that's the end of your career because you just hit the pinnacle of your career and uh, you're not going anywhere. Kenny Roxon, by the way, has a new three-year deal with Honda. Uh, also has a new three-year deal with his uh, his doctors. So uh, physical issues aside, uh, we, we're we looking forward to fully healthy uh, Kenny Roxon as uh, we m- make our way to the balance of the 2019 season that is to be. Also, uh, you know, we've got so much great coverage, by the way, uh, of what's going on out there. And Joey Savacci's injury is no second uh, story to anybody because, uh, quite frankly, we, pr- we pray for all of our racers to be uh, healthy. Uh, according to uh, Joey, he suffered a uh, sustained hematoma, which is a collection of blood outside of a blood vessel, if you're following along. Uh, and it was in his leg, and the pain, incredible. The pain is incredible. So our prayers are with Joey Savacci, uh, not just in racing or riding, but in life in general. 
great guy and uh we love having him on the show so so a big shout out to joey and everybody else that participated in las vegas nevada tony all right our guest now is ricky russell who has been out of out of uh competition for a little while due to injury but he's back and we saw him racing at the at round five which is the the uh x-factor i believe is what we're calling it and uh yeah he finished fifth so congrats buddy how are you thank you i'm good i'm good yeah healthy so that's my point what was the injury uh i just broke the fibula uh, so your little leg bone so luckily it wasn't tip fib or anything so ended up getting surgery which was just put a plate on it and um it was just a little bit over seven weeks went through a lot of like um, K laser and bone stimulating and oh all that to get back as soon as possible. And yeah, I came back. And it, was, it was the exact conditions I wasn't was didn't want. Deep and rutted and kind of tricky. So didn't want to twist my leg. But yeah, um, ended up getting out there and doing what I could and finished healthy. So yeah, ended up good. So having been through that exact scenario myself um pj watched me do it actually at the track it was at a motocross track and i just i hooked my leg it actually broke both bones and then it had ripped my whole ankle off i had to re reconstruct it completely oh but now i raced this past weekend that and horrible yeah, it, it is it is horrible i've got some pretty gnarly <laughs> yeah. uh pain in it what still but me, you were saying the first race back is no 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 gnarly? just Oh, any it's just gnarly having that whole pro that whole injury and having to have it rebuilt and everything okay. is, is the most painful of all the injuries I've had. Yeah. It's the most painful. And I don't know why the ankle hurts so much, but it did. But now when I'm riding, even like this weekend, there was deep ruts at the track. You're I make a conscious effort to to ride on the balls of my feet, you know, with the toes pointed in, tucked in tight. Did, did you have that going on when you're in your yeah, head while you're racing? Sure. And then and then you're trying not to like because you're kind of riding a little weird. So you're kind of trying not to injure something else. Uh huh. You it, guys are babies. That is not fully quite right, but no, yeah, it, it throws you off a little bit. Other when than I, that, when I'm on my motorcycle, I swear to God, I I use all of the seat. Never. Never depart from the seat. Sometimes I'll use the front brake. I don't know. Uh, but the important part is that I'm comfortable. Um, apparently, you guys are racing for a different purpose. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> other than that, how did you feel yeah. on the bike? <laughs> yes. But, uh, other than that, it was all right. I mean, I, I was actually surprised. I thought the day after I was going to be in a lot more pain mm -hmm. because, I, I mean, I've been on the bike for a little bit now, making sure that I was ready i didn't want to go out there and just wing it but so i i knew it was going to be sore i thought but it wasn't even that bad today wow. yesterday so and uh like my whole body was just towards everything else i think being just not doing a three-hour race for a long time was tough on the body itself so for my leg i was thinking it was gonna be worse than it was and pretty pretty stoked with the outcome what are you doing for what have you been doing i guess with the leg injury to keep yourself in in uh fit yeah, to keep yourself in shape. Much, yeah, it was it was really tough. You don't realize how useless you are until you have a broken leg. Oh no, yeah. I've I'm completely useless <laughs> well, in the studio, and I don't yeah. have any broken appendages. So, completely uh, useless. Yeah, but well, when you're using crutches, you can't even carry a cup of water to the couch. So, <laughs> pretty like you're pretty pathetic. Uh, mom or girlfriend, please bring me something. <laughs> 
So anyways, <laughs> getting back going, I was uh, right when I was kind of ready. I knew it was plated, so it was together, but I didn't want to push it. And right when I could, I started road biking and just road bikes. And then once I could, I could mountain bike and then kind of just slowly got back at, at three to four weeks. I was able to get back on the bike slowly. Wow. It wasn't like I was aggressive or anything at four weeks, but I kind of just slowly kind of beat my leg into shape because not doing That's anything cool. actually makes the bone not heal as quick. So yeah. luckily I was able to kind of beat it into shape. And I think that's part of the reason why I'll, why it didn't hurt as bad over the weekend and why it doesn't hurt as bad right now. It's kind a lot of, of people getting used to it. When, when you put a plate in, generally speaking, you get also a, a setting of a knife, fork, and spoon. Uh, so you get that whole set. Did you, were you afforded the set? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I should be for the cost of it. I know it'd be like $20,000 <laughs> for the full set. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I'm still waiting for that in the mail. I, okay. I just keep getting bills. <laughs> yeah, well, get used to that. That never stops. Uh, let's. Is yeah. it PJ? PJ, are you up? Well, I'm just curious if uh, you know. Do you f- see that you had a bunch of speed you were leaving on the table? It's you, you never know until you're out there and actually racing. Did you feel like you know? Clearly, you're not as fast as you've been, and as I'm sure you want to go, but it takes a while to get back up to full speed. Oh, for sure, no doubt. Um, when you're Watching, like I went to three rounds and watched. It really sucks to go watch your competitors race, but it's good. And knowing how fast those guys were and just kind of pushing each other, I didn't know where I was. Like you can practice, practice, practice. You never really know where you're at. You feel good, whatever you can say, you're 100%. But when you get out there, things are always different. So mm-hmm. to run up front for a little bit, I got the whole shot and was able to run up front a tiny bit and then follow Caleb a tiny bit. And then we had those top three for a little while and then kind of just stay around there with those top guys i was pretty happy but yeah i definitely lost a little bit of where i should be and i know what i need to work on now and so like i said I, it was kind of a successful weekend just to get out there and know where i'm at and kind of know what i need to work on from, we, uh, running with those top four to five guys we're talking with ricky russell will you talk about your your team i, I saw some sort of a post on some Facebook, I think it was, or Instagram or something about, they said Ricky Russell is back, and, and it was it was the bike looked really sweet. So, um, you know, it's yeah, no, uh, it's cool. It's cool being a part of that program. Yeah, Talk about the it. New, yeah, we got the new YZ450 FX, which is the whole updated one. Where last year I was riding the FX, and it was almost, it wasn't a year behind, but it was not the updated moto version. So, now it's the new bike, and I've been really happy with it. Um, I was just super bummed coming into round one. I was feeling really, really ready, and everything was feeling better than the previous year. So to go out, it was the week before round one is when I broke the leg, and that was just like, it was depressing, depressing few weeks for sure. Like just knowing that I was feeling ready and just yeah. excited to get racing and having this new bike and everything. So to go out there now, I'm not showing its full potential which kind of sucks but i'm getting back into it so if we can improve from a top five finish there's nothing better than that I can just keep getting better and go to go to the top of the box hopefully well caleb is always solid uh, you know we, we were i was kind of yeah. surprised he got beat a couple times this year so Talking far but caleb russell yeah and then thad of course is really and Stu baylor is is killing it this year 
Um, for sure. Everyone, everyone just keeps, it's hard to say, but everyone just seems to keep getting faster and faster because like we're all going our hardest, but it's three hours. It seems like it used to be kind of pace yourself a little bit, whatever. Now it's kind of like, just, you gotta go. You gotta go. Three hour sprint. Three hour sprint. Yeah. We've we've had I mean, more than one rider tell us that, right, Tony? I yeah, mean, but we had yeah. we, after Stu won in in uh, Florida at Palatka, we t- we had him on, and he was talking about how he's kind of just tried to duplicate what Caleb does, and he says you'll see these guys they'll they'll be a, a over a minute slower, or maybe it was like three minutes slower, something crazy on their lap times about halfway through the race, and then they pick it back up and. Uh, um, you know, there's for he, sure there's strategy. There is strategy. Yep. And I think I think if you're with the leaders, you know, you don't. If everyone's kind of like keeping their pace at eighty percent or so, yeah, then it's okay. And then you know you're gonna have to sprint towards the end. But it seems like if you make a little mistake, you're you're off the pace. You got to keep. It's just got to be keep attacking and keep your mistakes to a minimum well so, i mean even uh, though last weekend was really tough it was deep rutted muddy whatever so every, everybody you race against has pretty much the same plan right to 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 finish in the top uh top three uh to to race a hard sure. out everybody has the same thing but there's got to be a little bit of uh what i call russell magic in there right i mean isn't there something that you you draw from and maybe you don't even know where it is but there's got to be something that you draw from when it comes time to finish the race yeah i mean that's, that's hard to say um caleb russell it sucks. Oh, we have the same last name because people. You guys related? <laughs> you guys are no, brothers. No, not, not related. No, but he's got it figured out, no doubt. Uh, he's six-time championship champion, so he, he's. Uh, but I would say, like, from previous, I've only been racing him for well, not only, but five years. Last five years is when I started racing, and the pace itself definitely has gone up. Oh yeah, no doubt. Two years. No doubt that and, those uh, guys are, are way faster than they were three years yeah. ago. Well, since we started yeah, talking about it, um, if you think about it, Tony, back when it was on its heels, okay, that particular discipline, when it was on its heels, um, it, it it has picked up 100 times what it was. And I think it has to do with uh, the manufacturer belief, but also the fan belief. Let's face it, as you guys have elevated your program, the fans have grown to expect more excellence from you guys. Sound fair? No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. There's uh, she's bringing a lot of people, and we call call a lot of them the mud fleas. There's a lot of people out there <laughs> in the mud, just loving it. And um, yeah, there's yeah, with the more, it's just the elevating the sport. More people, more money, more more uh, bonuses, whatever. So more concentration on training, and everyone's just. I think everyone's just giving it that much more seriousness in the off-road world. I mean, moto's a totally different thing, and off-road world's, like, slowly catching up, I think. And yeah, it's – it's. Uh, you look at the turnouts at GNCC, there's plenty – you know, they have thousands of entries, literally thousands yep. of entries on a weekend. They, I would say they've caught it. I mean, that GNCC is 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 really, you know, really good. And uh, it's because of guys like That's you right. that are going out there and, and right. killing it. And so, congrats, and, and – uh, 
you should give a shout out to your team because I know you got a really good bike behind you. And oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 The whole Ampro Yamaha team, they've stuck behind me and it's hard with injuries. Uh, it happens though. And I think they've, they, uh, realize, they know that. So, um, it was really tough. It was more, almost more tough on me, I thought, but they, <laughs> they, uh, understand, uh, the situation and for them sticking behind me has been awesome. And so the whole Ampro Yamaha team doing what we got to do to kind of, get back out there and kind of get back in the box and make a name for ourselves because we haven't like first five rounds haven't showed showed what this bike's all about so as long as we can keep improving um i'm gonna be happy well we appreciate you taking the time to visit with us and talk to your fans on pit pass radio and uh we want to wish you a lot of luck on the balance of the season and i'm sure we'll be interviewing you throughout that season at gncc and and uh, go kick some butt get on the podiums Sounds good. That's the plan. Thanks, guys. Yeah, if you don't have any uh, anything else planned, might as well mount the podium, right? Yeah, that's uh, I, I could maybe do that on a just a, just a simple weekend. <laughs> it just makes it sound so easy, right? I mean, it's yeah, hard. It's, it's hard. Simple, simple three hours. No, simple three hours. Yeah, it's three hours of your life yeah. you'll never get back. By the way. Um, not, not to mention the four hours of pedaling <laughs> and the eight, ten hours of driving and yeah. How many that. how many That's hours do you spend on a bicycle a week? Uh, bicycle it depends. Um, I would say roughly it just depends on what we're doing that week because we like to train on and off the bicycle. Sure, but we typically ride dirt bikes three to four times a week, and then oh. we'll typically do a workout or a cycle afterwards. Okay. And there's it nothing you can't do. Yeah. There's nothing you can't I mean, do, I'd Ricky. I'd like to say no. I'd like to say there's nothing I can't do. If I said, Ricky, let's not. go jump out of an airplane, you're you're good to go. Oh, I'm all about that. Yeah. I was Please talking with, I was talking with Robbie Madison last week and um, for those of you that remember Robbie and as many times on the show, uh, it's one of the great uh what do you call him, PJ? Is he a is he a stunt What's daredevil? Daredevil. Daredevil. He betcha. But I mean, <laughs> this guy trains so hard, all all day, every day, yeah. to prepare for you know the moments that thrill us. And, Death defying uh, stunts. <laughs> I never want to use that word with the, starts with a D and it rhymes with F. Uh, death. Uh, I never want to use that word because, quite frankly, I think it freaks most people out. But uh, listen, always good to talk <laughs> yeah. to you, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, up against the clock. Appreciate the time. Thank you. There we go. Ricky Russell heads to the pits, part of the Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly Experience. Um, you know, as we go into the uh, GNCC Open Class. Well, we're going to take a bit of a turn here, kind of an unex- uh, unexpected uh, interview and and PJ, perhaps you can probably do best in in the preface, if you will, in uh, in introing or outroing, if you will, our uh, last guest to our new our next guest. Absolutely, we're going to be talking to the Drake Drake Beecham, uh, currently racing uh, for the Moat. Let me get it straight. He's racing for the AP Moto Arts team on uh, Yamaha MT7. Uh, FZ07 MT07 that we sell at Hickland what, Power what, Sports. What, Great bike. <laughs> what's the equivalent of that? I mean, how many horses are it's we a, talking it's about? It's a seven seven hundred cc twin cylinder motorcycle. Hence the name of the class. The Twins Cup class right. is for twin cylinder motorcycles displacing uh, 
Well, there's a Ducati Monster out there that's uh, Michael Barnsey Road. It's a 797. So we've got a range of bikes. Suzuki SV650s are the predominant bike currently on the grid. They have some 30, high in the 30, 40 riders uh, were in practice and in practice and qualifying at VIR. The class continues to grow. And Drake, uh, tell me, what is it exactly that? Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.